1: It is now 9.07 here at WCCO. Welcome. Welcome to Center Stage. All things arts and entertainment. We just believe you ought to know about it. And there is so much going on. The artists are back on the stage. The stages are open. The theaters are opening. It's just remarkable. And I'm so excited about talking to my guest tonight. The first starting with us is Shannon Kearns. Well, after fourteen full managed stage productions, hundreds of roles and jobs for cast and crew members, and dozens of partnerships with community support organizations since twenty fifteen. The curtain is falling on the Uprising theater. That's right, not everyone is surviving COVID, this difficult pandemic time. To celebrate the many achievements achievements and great work Uprising has done. They are hosting an outdoor event on Saturday, August 28th, and you do not want to miss it. It's called the Final Curtain Farewell Celebration. It will recognize the contributions of the artists, volunteers, and supporters that kept the theater moving forward on its mission of supporting the transgender and non-binary community in Minnesota. Admission is free, but donations are encouraged. You can register tonight. That's right, tonight. And Shannon is joining us, the Artistic Director for the theater. How are you, Shannon? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. It must be so difficult right now. You've been hearing about all of the places that are opening, the theaters that are opening their doors and getting ready to... To read, uh, redirect their season and keep moving forward, and here to to ha- to learn that the uprising theater didn't make it—it it just breaks my heart.
3: Yeah, it's it's definitely a very bittersweet time for us. Uh, it's it's been a challenge. Uh, we are not considering ourselves a COVID casualty. Um, this is really a financial decision. Uh, COVID obviously didn't help the situation, but it's it's just been a really hard time. We're we're grateful for the work that we've done, but. Um, yeah, just can't can't keep it going.
1: When it comes to the arts, that is, uh, I would say the theaters have been hit in such an odd and uncomfortable way. It's so difficult to decide when to put a whole stage of actors on the stage. Right. You know I mean, it's it's crazy when they keep talking about well, COVID is not over. Now we have the variant blah, blah, blah. And they're not on the stage yet. Were you able to get on the stage since May?
3: No, we um we got in one weekend of a production in March of 2020 and then lost all of 2020 and haven't been able to to come back in 2021. We just couldn't figure out how to do it safely and wanted to really make sure that we were you know paying attention to our artists and, and our audiences and it didn't feel safe yet and so we decided to hold off and um obviously now now we're We're doing this as a final send-off.
1: I'm really glad that you're doing it. It's needed. Uh, There will be a lot of people that are taking this very hard. Any theaters that we lose in this great state of Minnesota really hurts. I I miss the Ivies because we had a chance to hear about new theaters that were doing well. There were uh, theaters that were getting uh, awards that we hadn't heard of before. And we love that about Minnesota, all the theaters that are there. And so now what? Now that you're closing, are you trying to re- a restart at some time? Are you going to give it a couple of years and come back yourself, Shannon, as an artistic director?
3: You know, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I'm a playwright as well, and so I'm, I'm definitely focusing on that part of my art right now. We talked about about if we wanted to, you know, re-envision what, what theater might look like, if we wanted to do more education stuff or do things online. And we just really felt that it was, it was better to to shut everything down to give us a period of discernment, so that if we decide to come back in some other iteration in the future, we can do that from a really strong place instead of a place of of weakness or debt um, and so we're we're not sure what's going to happen next for us
1: it's been so many theaters that we've been hearing about the the uh... You know, being in debt has been so heavy on the hearts and minds of the actors and the artistic directors, that's for sure. But there were those who came together and actually merged um, and changed their name even. Was that considered um, for Uprising Theater?
3: You know, it wasn't, mostly because I've been doing this work um, almost exclusively unpaid for the last six years. And so that just didn't really feel sustainable. Uh, we didn't feel like we really had the resources to even merge strongly with another company um, to be able to continue. So th- it was just a really a, a hard financial place to be in.
1: I can only imagine how difficult this is for you. Um, you've been, have you been there since the beginning, right? Yeah, I founded the company. and You founded and the company. Started. This I is your did. baby. This was your is your baby. My goodness. Yeah,
3: it's 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 a heartbreaker. Um, and, it, and it feels especially hard because it doesn't feel like we've completed the work that we set out to do. Um, and yet at the same time, you know, we're we're so grateful for all of the people that have poured so much time and energy into the company over the years. All of the incredible artists and playwrights that we've worked with all of the community partners. Um, so we're really grateful that we get to, to celebrate all of the work that we've done uh, and to think about new ways that we can continue to advocate for trans and non-binary theater artists moving forward.
1: Wow. 14 full main stage productions. What was your, what was your favorite?
3: Oh, that's so hard. Um, you know, I, we did a production of these shining lives by Melanie Marnich that just really stands out to me Is it was a beautiful cast. It was a beautiful lighting design, a beautiful direction, uh, and such an important story. And really loved, really loved doing that one.
1: So, what should people expect from the final curtain farewell celebration that's happening on this on Saturday, August twenty
3: eighth? We're going to get together and tell some stories about what we experienced together over the last six years. Um, a couple of our artists are going to perform monologues from from previous shows. There'll be some snacks and beverages and some um, speeches from the board and from me. It's just a really kind of a casual celebration, but one to to really honor all of the work that has happened and a a way for us to be together. We haven't been together as a community uh, in a long time, so we're excited to to see each other face-to-face.
1: You also say donations are encouraged. Is that um, for closing down the theater? Is it for the cast and... What what is it for
3: yeah so we're we're still we there are still some costs incurred um with closing down some final paperwork um some things that that we're having to to pay for, and so all of that money is is going to making sure that that we end on a good financial footing. We will be paying artists that are performing at the the final event um and and obviously buying food and all of that kind of stuff so um so. Donations are just going towards our closed costs.
1: I really encourage you not to give up, Shannon. It still sounds like you have a whole lot of living in your life for theater. So I do hope that you will find your space, your place, uh, whether it's writing new play works or or just finding a way to do what you do as well as you've done it. I am so sorry to hear about this, but I do love hearing the smile in your voice, although I know it hurts. So thank you for joining us tonight and hearing about it. If people want more information about Final Curtain Farewell Celebration. Where did they go?
3: They can go to our website, uprisingtheaterco.com slash farewell.
1: And is that theater with a T-R-E at the end or T-E-R?
3: T-R-E.
1: All right, I got it. Uprising Theater with a T-R-E. uprisingtheaterco.com. Take care of yourself, and I do know we will hear from you again, honey. You have a voice and a spirit that needs to be heard, so I'm sure I will run into you for real. <laughs> so well, thank you so take much. Take care really of yourself, Shannon. All right. All right, everyone, we're going to take a break, and coming up next is our own Lowell Pickett, uh, who owns a uh, co-owner of the the Dakota, which is located at Ten Ten Nicollet Mall, and I tell you, so many people are excited and just waiting to hear. When are you going to open, Lowell? When are you? When is the Dakota going to open? And we are about to find out in just a moment.
0: His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt, Hi-ya! and even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. We just believe you ought to know about it. I am so excited to finally get an update about the Dakota. Uh, it is an incredible nightclub and so many of the artists that have performed there and around the cities and the country. We just love it. He have international artists as well. And Lowell Pickett, whom all of us know and love, especially the artists, he is joining me tonight to tell us what's up. Hey, Lowell, how are you?
6: I'm good, Geraldine. Great to talk with
1: you. It's so great to have you on. Okay, tell us now, what is happening? When are you opening? And so many other questions coming up.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Well, those are questions we've been asking ourselves for a year and a half. Uh, It's it's hard to believe that it's been that long. But uh, we are full steam ahead right now, and we're planning to reopen on September 10th.
1: September 10th. Yeah.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? Or, you know, give, or take, give or take 12 hours.
1: <laughs> That's uh, incredible. How did you come up with September 10th? Because I know you've been pining over all of this for a while.
6: Yeah, we have. We had a lot of different. We hope to be open by the early part of August, middle of August, end of August. Uh, we have a lot of work to do. Um, we have a, uh, uh, you know, our staff has been gone for a year and a half. Uh, the space hasn't been used. Well, we have been using the space over the last year and a half. I mean, you you know that you you've participated in some stream concerts that we've done That's there. Right. And for, for the last um, year or so, uh, the Twin Cities Jazz Festival has been streaming live shows from the Dakota every Thursday night. And they've been getting audiences. Now it's grown into something where they have national audiences. You know, several thousand people on Thursday night will tune in. And we were happy to, to do that because we thought, you know, it's just a great way to keep the space warm, keep music in the space. And um, Steve Heckler, I think, has done a great job of uh, of keeping uh, music alive in the Twin Cities over that period of time. Uh, you know, all of us have gone through some pretty uh, challenging things, but so we have, uh, things that we're doing well we have a new uh, we have a staff that uh is coming in tomorrow for their first day of training we <laughs> have a brand new menu we have a new chef um tim mckee who is a james beard award winning chef in the Twins, and just a, a minnesota treasure uh who started um sea change and barrio
1: oh,
6: wow <laughs> and, and what is his name again uh, Tim McKee. He's Tim really McKee. One of that Tim has been working with us as a consulting chef to kind of restructure and re, revitalize the uh, uh, the kitchen. And Sea Change is a great example because they they run into some of the same challenges the Dakota runs into. Runs into that we have people. Who, we have a show that's starting. Everybody comes in within that hour and a half before the show, mm. and so it's different than a normal restaurant where people come and go throughout the course of the night and right. he changes at the Guthrie, they have an even greater challenge because everybody wants to get up and get into their seats at the, in the theater. So Tim has uh, uh, found and um, brought Remy Pettis to us, and Remy is a brilliant chef who had a one of my favorite uh, chef-driven res- restaurants in Minneapolis over the last few years is a, a place called Bardo in the near northeast, and Vardo did not make it through the pandemic. And that was Remy's restaurant. Uh, and Remy has family history in the Carolinas. And so, and because the South is kind of bedrock for American Mm -hmm. music and, uh, you know, that's, we, um, are going to have a menu that's laced with Southern influences. And, Uh. (laughs) uh, so we have a new kitchen staff and they're working hard on things. The, um, uh the management staff's been working really hard. Tomorrow's the first day that the whole staff gets back in. Then at the same time, we've been doing some other work. We uh um we're getting a new sound system. Ah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um we had we we've had great sound. Meyer did our original sound system and Meyer makes some of the best speakers in the world and I, I I wanted Meyer to come in and retune the room, and they said, "Well, that equipment's twenty years old. Why don't we update it?" And uh, we talked about it, and they they made it uh, just um, their interest in rooms that have Meyer sound is in preserving the quality of those sound systems, even as you know the, as equipment ages, and so they make it uh, affordable. Come in and redo a Meyer system with current models of Meyer speakers. So there uh, we have all of this stuff arriving tomorrow. They're going to be putting that up over the next uh, week, week and a half. Um, And that's critical
1: for us to know because, you know, (laughs) we're expecting great sound at the Dakota, that's for sure. And tell me, you know, so many of these clubs and restaurants have been renovating. Man, it's everywhere. Are you renovating on the inside or outside? Have you made some different decisions about the furniture or are we going to know and love the same Dakota?
6: Well, hopefully yes to all of that. I mean, we don't want to re- redo the Dakota, um, but we'd like to. We tried to identify some things we could work better. That we could work better. So we made the stage a little larger,
1: ah.
6: and uh, we also uh, the floor in the in the area where the stage was was pretty uh, it was twenty years old, and so we we fixed that up. Um, for people that have not been at the Dakota, this description wouldn't mean very much. But for people that have been there... uh, (laughs) But I know what you're
1: talking about. We had some
4: booths that were... uh,
6: Originally, when we built the Dakota in 2003, it was intended to be sort of more of half-restaurant, half-music venue. And now we understand that music is the primary reason that people come there and uh, enjoy the food and everything as well. But... Um, but some of the seating in our booths really didn't face the stage. And so we've tried to uh, adjust that a little bit to uh, give some better views of the stage from some of the seating areas. So we have made a few changes. We replaced some chairs and, that needed it. Uh, we had some chairs that uh, they were kind of like rocking chairs, and they weren't supposed to be.
1: Ah, I um, see what you mean. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> They're not supposed to be. Now, i got to ask you, because we only have a couple more minutes. Uh, who is the first artist to perform on the stage once you're open? Uh, you mean when we reopen? Yes. Well, I
6: can tell you a few. Th- I mean, your this audi- your audience is the first audience that's heard these names come up. This will be publicized this week. but um,
1: Oh, we're getting, we getting the down low. <laughs> yeah.
6: So we, we've got about 50 or 60 shows scheduled. And we're going to um, uh, start out on the 10th with... Uh, Davina and the Vagabonds, and a double bill with Chubby Carrier and the Bayou Swamp Band. And uh, the Twin Cities Jazz Festival is working with us collaboratively on that show. Um, Chubby, Ch- Chubby Carrier will go on at 7, and Davina will follow him. Then Davina will play two more nights. Then we'll have three nights with Nachito Herrera and the Havana Social Club. So that's the first six
1: Oh, nights,
4: you
6: know, wow! <laughs> that's
1: amazing.
6: Uh, Zach, we have a great blend of wonderful artists from the Twin Cities or from Minnesota and artists from, well, Zach Harris. The next On the 19th is going to be um, there do, uh, celebrating the release of his new album. He's got just a, uh, an A-list band of musicians who live in the Twin Cities. Zach, of course, is an important part of the Atlantic uh, quintet. And um, then on... Uh, Two days later, from some place a little farther from the Twin Cities, Vu Farcatore, who is from Mali West, in West Africa, and he's considered the um, Hendrix of the Sahara, is the term that's been given to him. He's a masterful guitar player, and he, he comes out of that uh, musical tradition in Mali that uh, was very blended in with what what's called desert blues. His father was the great Ali Farcatore. And Vufar Couture has become an international, uh, huge international star. And then right after that, Tuba Skinny from New Orleans. And Tuba Skinny is kind of a uh, a blend of traditional New Orleans jazz with some uh, some Delta blues and some uh, uh, some old spiritual influences blended in. They were a street band in New Orleans and they became so popular that they started touring now and they were, One of these street bands in the French Quarter that people would gather around, you know, 10 people thick to to listen to them. Then Carrie Noble, wonderful singer songwriter. Carrie
1: Noble, yeah, yeah.
6: Then Joan Osborne will be here for a couple of nights. Yeah. A (laughs) a brilliant young pianist uh, uh, and who's uh, on Blue Note now and is getting lots of attention. Uh, just a really brilliant new young pianist. And then the new Power Generation playing featuring the music of Prince will be here for two nights.
1: Oh, my gosh, and it sells out every time. I'm excited that they're coming back into the room that we know and, then and the love. the
6: Standards and Graham Parker and Jane Bennett, and Makeke, a band of all Cuban women, Josh Rouse, Max Weinberg's Jukebox, the drummer for Bruce uh, Bruce Springsteen's East Street Band, Lori Docking presents I Am Woman with Laurie Dawkins, Patty Peterson, Judy Venar and Rachel Holder, followed by Bob Schneider, followed by Spyro Gyra, then the great blues guitar player, Jimmy Vaughn, then the brilliant young bluegrass mandolin player, Sierra Hull, um, then Joe Lewis Walker, and then Chris Bodie. And you are
1: so. I mean, you were not kidding when you said how many you have lined up. This is so exciting. We do not want to lose you. There are so many great artists that are coming to town, and so many great rooms that are open and doing really great business. Yeah. And here you are finally. I mean, you were working all the time. You were doing these streaming, uh, live streaming uh, shows, and it was a big success. But we are really happy to finally say, hey, look, put put me in one of the boots where it's rocking back and forth, honey. I don't care as long as it's rocking to the beat. So it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for giving us the update. You just, I have the smile on my face to know that you're opening on the 10th of September. So blessings to you, blessings to the Dakota and all of the artists that will be on the stage. And I hope to see you there soon.
6: Well, thanks, Sherilyn. Thanks a lot. And we hope to see you there both in the audience and on the stage.
1: And if people want to know more, give us the website.
6: Oh, it's uh, dakotacooks.com.
1: Hey, it's the same. Yay! (laughs)
6: That's right. Same address, same website.
1: All right. We'll see you soon, Lowell. Thank you so much.
6: Yeah, take care, Jill.
1: I know. All right. If you, can get over to the, if you can get over to the Dakota, make sure that you do. Um, we have so many amazing spaces here in the Twin Cities and beyond um, where artists are get, getting a chance to do it all. Go check it out. We love that you support us. We love it. All right, coming back, I'm going to talk a little bit about my sister and I coming up at uh, Crooners and so much more. We have other guests to have on with us, too. Phil Thompson is coming up as well. We'll be back
5: we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com/network today.
0: Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.
1: Welcome back to Center Stage, everyone. We have not been able to reach our guests just yet, but I do want to tell you a little bit about where I was last week. Thank you so much for your patience, those of you that listened in to Shaletta. Shaletta, thank you for filling in last Sunday, which was uh, August um, 8th, and I just really appreciate it. Um, Here's the thing. I sing because I have to sing. It is the joy of my life, as well as my children, my family, my other gifts and talents, and I'm just, I'm so grateful for those that support us, and you did. You came out in big numbers. The show was sold out, and we are so excited that Crooners has now invited us to return for uh an exclusive for another shot at this. They want uh <laughs> they want us to redo the same show that we did on the eighth. But you know, Javita and I we're always gonna mix it up a little bit. We do have some new songs that we're putting in it. Uh, so we do hope that you will come check it out. We have a um a drummer a bass player and a guitar player. No pianist, no horns, just the three of them. And Javita and I and her daughter, Jasmine. And we are just having a blast. So I hope you will come out and check out the show on August 27th. That's right, Friday, August 27th at 7 p.m. Now, the last show on the 8th of August was at 5 p.m., but this one is 7 p.m. Friday, August 27th at 7 PM. So I really did miss you. I, I did. I missed you last Sunday um, the 8th. Um, but I tell you, I'm so excited about being able to come in front of you again. And I hope those that could make it will come and find your seats. The seats are already on sale. All you have to do is go to Crooner's um, Supper Club. No, in fact it's Sooner Crooner's Lounge M N dot com. That's Crooner's Lounge M N dotcom and you can get all the information on all the shows so um, sometimes they have three shows in all three rooms at you know at different times um, but our show is at 7 p.m. on Friday and in the Belvedere the Belvedere is the tent that is now attached to the building is permanent and um, I like that tent I really do ever since I saw um, Jamisia Bennett open up that <laughs> the Belvedere it's just <laughs> I really like it it's just got a smoking vibe to it and um, all of you that took the time Time to come and see us and loved it. And you were just a fantastic audience. So please go to uh, croonersloungemn.com to get your tickets. We are very, very excited about this. We do not take it for granted. And I have to tell you, there were moments um, in the concert on the 8th of August where, you know, we laughed, we jumped, we screamed, we You know, we we sang together. We did a whole lot together, but we also were uplifted. We were uplifted by the audience, and hopefully you were uplifted, too. That's what we heard at the end of the night. So we are so grateful for the opportunity to return and do some of the same songs and then also adding new songs. We cannot wait to do this for you on August 27th. I also want to mention a show that Javita and I are doing on September 26th. On September 26th, uh, she and I, with a band— Uh, I think we have five musicians that day out at the state fair and it's called rock what you got. And if you don't know about it, trust me, you'll be hearing from Buffy, please. I'm trying to get her on tonight to give us about a minute or two uh, to talk about the show. It is amazing. The, the comedians are doing one day and a half and then the the artists, the singers, the performers are doing the other half of that next day and it is smoking. She has comedians this time that you, you would love to see (laughs) these big names. So I'm really hoping I get Buffy on for about two minutes tonight just to kind of tell us who are some of the new talent she's got coming up. She told me the other day there will be a billboard with some of the people on it. And she said, I'm not saying who it is, but maybe you, Jarlene and Javita. And I just went, what? I don't know about you, Jonathan, but I, I can't, I don't know. I just don't know about that. So anyway, we're excited about it. So that is happening again on August 27th at 7 p.m. Don't forget. We can't wait to see you there. All right. Coming up next, Um, it's been a packed, to just been packed tonight. Uh, and we're hoping that we can get Phil Thompson, on because he has a big week coming up with three straight nights performing at the Chanhessen. And we want to hear about the music that he's doing, those classic hits from Billy Joel and Elton John and so much more. So we hope that we'll get him on tonight. Also, Chris Cunningham will be joining us um, over three decades of making music from Minnesota. That's the duo Story Hill. And I remember the first time I heard Story Hill and how beautiful it was. So I hope that you will stick and stay with us. And then, of course, at 10 o'clock is the Mom and Michael Hour. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Beautiful, isn't it? Over three decades of making music for Minnesota, that's the duo Story Hill. And coming up, they will try once again to put on Story Hill Fest up in Deerwood, Minnesota. Joining us tonight is Chris Cunningham of the band. He joins us to preview what's coming up. And also, John Hermanson, uh, who is also with the band. They are both joining us tonight. Welcome, Chris. Welcome, John. Thanks, Carolyn. Thank Great to be
4: with you. <laughs>
1: You even speak in unison. That's amazing. <laughs> Same well, pitch. Had, uh, take turns if you want. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, tell us how you have all been doing uh since you uh, you knew this pandemic had hit. Did you automatically know that things would change drastically or did you get through it pretty easily?
7: Hmm. Ah, great question, well, uh, not. Uh, Go ahead, John. Sir. Uh, yeah, no, I think we uh we were pretty anxious about it early on, and uh, but over the year we kind of um, discovered uh, different ways of making music for people and uh, actually kind of embraced the, the internet model as a way to play shows because it, 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 it was so cool to see everybody kind of gathering as a community on the sidebar and commenting on as, as we played, you know, and we, we, we could read it afterwards. We're too focused when we're playing, but um, yeah, kind of cool to have that kind of connection.
1: The connection of your music with your audience is uh, well noted. And um, I remember the first time I heard your music, I was just blown away by it. And you've been going for how many years now, uh, Chris? Um, We've been going for 30
4: plus years, officially about 32. But we started actually uh, when we were, um, before we could drive, (laughs) <laughs> so uh, <laughs> legally drive. So yeah, we've been going a long time
1: now. Yeah. Yeah, and you never tire of it, do you? No,
4: not really these days. Um it seems to have uh, kind of taken us uh to, you know, just there's just new energy in it these days. So yeah.
1: So many people are so grateful to get out of the house and to go to concerts, go to plays, go to to bars and just have a great time, you know, to be unmasked. I'll never forget when um, the governor announced that July 4th was going to be the day, you know, <laughs> we got to be able to let yeah. it go. And people have been letting it go ever since. Are you guys worried at all? Because I know that the Story Hill Fest um, has had some challenges during this pandemic. Tell us about that.
4: Well, sure. yeah.
7: Go ahead, we John. We had to cancel our, uh, last year because of the pandemic, for sure, and, um, that was, that was definitely hard to, to say goodbye to, um, but, yeah, I think we're feeling pretty good about this year, and it's, so much of it is outdoors, and, uh, there's a lot of space, and, uh, we'll, uh, you know, do what the appropriate stuff
4: to keep it safe, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this is opening on August 20th, right, Chris?
4: Yeah, on Friday is the official opening. We do a little uh, VIP show for, you know, select people the night before, um, but we open the gates on Friday um, for the weekend, for Friday and Saturday, this, this, next, this coming weekend.
1: Okay, so how do you prepare for that? You don't know, is this outdoors? Is it, um, you know, rain or shine?
4: Oh, yeah, it is. we
1: have contingency. It's
4: rain or shine, and if it does rain, which, you know, we'll keep an eye on the forecast. We have, um, some options here at this, uh, at this wonderful facility, um, a covered pavilion and um you know a rain contingency plan <laughs>
1: Yeah, everybody needs that when you have these outdoor festivals that's for sure so tell me what yeah. it's like after 30 years of working together have you both worked together all of these years or did you come on on later chris no uh
4: so yeah i how should we sum it up it's there's just been various um stages in our career if you will um and it started out as just kind of this um organic um friends and family kind of encouragement stage and mm-hmm. um and then we got a weekly uh gig down in Northfield Minnesota uh when we were going to college at St Olaf College back in the early 90s we were playing on uh, an underage uh way at the pub <laughs> um but people kept coming every week and um and then we formed a business and um We were recording albums every year and hit the road full time for like five years. That was a big stage. Uh, Uh Then there was like a burnout and, um, you know, kind of a breakup. Well, there was an official breakup followed later by, you know, fans asking us to reunite. So uh, we went with that. And I guess we've been running ever since then, right, Johnny? Yeah. Uh,
7: We did have a hiatus a little while ago because we knew that we wanted to get, you know, back and on the stage again soon but we knew we needed a break too so um yeah it's been kind of a balance but um yeah I mean it, it's been quite a a ride and it's really something to have all these songs that we've written throughout all those different stages you know that we can sing like every time we play them there are people in the crowd that you know be you know the, where those you know specific songs are from a certain era or kind of what draws them to us or, um, and then, or we, you know, it it just, it it reminds you of all these things and it, it can be a bit overwhelming. It's almost, uh, like a trip through, uh, you know, your uh, your crazy life <laughs> every time <Yeah>. you play.
1: <laughs> that's so true at the same time though with you guys having the fest this year it's got to feel great you're finally going to get back in front of your fans in a in a unique way where it's more like camping and campfires and listening to great music and um so is story yeah. hill the only are you the only ones playing or do you have a lot of guests that are coming
7: we do we uh, the whole festival uh i get behind the whole thing was you know if you like our music you're going to love the music that we love so um it's it's all about us sharing um our inspirations and uh and you know hopefully helping out the careers of our our peers um yeah and uh opening new ears to, to what they're up to
1: yeah, yeah opening New Year's I think every artist is trying to do that well done and I hope I hope it all turns out well for you with the weather and everything else thank you both so much for joining us tonight I sure appreciate it if people want more information about the uh, fest where do they go
4: yeah storyhill.com
1: yep. storyhill.com that is Chris Cunningham and John Hermanson thank you guys so much appreciate it
4: thanks a lot Thank you
8: Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media, and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com, and point your toes west.
1: Well, that's just about it for um, our our, uh, center stage. Uh, Jonathan, you had a question for me, I think. Uh, Give me one moment, please. Okay, he's thinking about it. All right, so you've heard a whole lot tonight in Center Stage. We were hoping to get Phil Thompson on, and maybe we still will. We're, we're working on it. But we got Shannon Kearns on, who came on and told us as director, artistic director of the theater and founder of Uprising Theater. We found out that their final curtain farewell celebration is coming up. They didn't make it through um, the pandemic. Um, but you can still support them by going to Uprising Theater with a T-R-E at the end of that. Uprising Theater co which is company C-O, dot com. also also we talked to Lowell Pickett so it's been a great one let's see if we can get uh, Phil Thompson on Phil are you there
9: Gerilyn how are you
1: hey now I'm doing well a big week for you dude uh, you have three straight nights performing at the and two nights of classics from Billy Joel and Elton John followed by a night honoring the country legends legends tell me why you picked those two
9: you know, so as a piano player, I grew up playing Billy Joel and Elton John. And and truthfully, I couldn't pick between which guy I wanted to play more. So I decided to do a show for both. And okay. uh so Thursday and Friday night at Chanhassen Dinner Theater. And, you know, what's great is in, in all these venues that you've been talking to tonight is, you know, Chanhassen's the same. They're just reopening their concert series back in the Fireside Theater, which is just yeah. beautiful. You know, more intimate venue for those who haven't been there. I think it's seats. You know, it's under 250 seats, but it's a beautiful theater. But great sound, great lighting, and uh, so for the first two nights this weekend, Thursday and Friday, I'm doing the Billy and Elton show where, you know, it's all the big hits that you want to sing along to: Crocodile Rock, Benny and the Jets, Piano Man, um, just really great songs. And again, as a piano performer myself I mean I just those were the two big artists that you know as a kid I loved playing those guys so you know and on the other side you know I'd say my mom really was the piano player in our house so with her oh, I look cool. to Billy and Elton but my dad was the big country fan and that's why on Saturday night I'm doing Legends of Country and so we're switching over the entire band and I'm having Pat Frederick, who's with Daisy Dillman. Oh, I
1: love him, uh, Brian, yeah, yeah
9: you know Pat's an amazing, one of the best fiddle players I mean I've ever had the privilege of playing with, and uh, Brian Wilson on Pedal Steel. but so you know really it, it both of these shows come from my roots, you know, from my mom and from my dad, and you know what's fun is so many of the country artists that I'll be doing on Saturday night you know, have piano roots too. Ronnie Milsap is one of the artists that we do a few songs mm-hmm. from, like Smoky Mountain Rain. Um, but we've picked songs that are all number one country hits from the 50s all the way through. I think the newest song we do is like 1994. So we don't do anything too new, but all these big number one hits, I mean, everything from Glenn Campbell, Johnny Cash, um, you know, I mean, just so yeah. many great George Strait, Willie Nelson, I mean, it's all these number one hits that you want to sing along to. And I've really surrounded myself with some of the best session players of country music.
1: Of course. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. Of course you do. So tell me, um, last question for you. If people want more information about this, where do they go to get tickets?
9: Absolutely. So you can go to my website, philthompson.com. I've got all my tour dates as well as some other shows. If you can't come out next weekend and you want to see Billy and Elton or Country, of course, com, the Chanhassen Dinner Theater website, will have info about the Billy and Elton show. But, you know, both those shows are close to selling out. So the, the best bet is, uh, if you're looking for music next weekend, is that Legends of Country. And it's a show that I say, you know what, bring your grandparents out, bring your grandchildren out, because it's it's a family-friendly show. All yeah, and that's the
1: kind of shows they have in that in that uh, theater as well at Chan Hessen. I wish you well with this, Phil. It's so good to talk to you. And I want to hear you do the Billy Joel and Elton stuff, so you might see me there. Take care of yourself. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That's it for Center Stage. We'll come back with a Mom and Michael Hour.